Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Adventure They Wrote. I am your Dungeon Master, Fletch. And uh, we've got a little bit of a special episode for you today. It's come to my attention that some people out there have some questions. Not all of you have been steeped in Dungeons and Dragons lore quite the way we have. So we wanted to rectify that situation and drop some knowledge <laughs> on you. This is the first episode of Short Rest. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, maybe we can find a little bit of music to play right there. That'll be great. Uh, I suppose, first of all, we should explain sh the context of Short Rest. Uh, in Dungeons & Dragons, you use a Short Rest to restore some hit points and spell slots. If you're a sorcerer. If you're a sorcerer. Wizards and... That's another episode of Short Rest. <laughs> Joining me today for the first episode of Short Rest is Jason Burroughs. Welcome, Jason. Hello. Jason plays Maximilian Murphy in Deep Trouble. Isn't that right, Jason? It's true. That I do. Yes. I like goblins. That's right. Max is a goblin, which is kind of interesting in the context of Dungeons & Dragons, isn't it? Because they are not normally heroic people it's true uh goblins in general are um uh they are neutral evil um and in that they are very selfish they look out for themselves uh they are um group they, you know like i max is a solo goblin which is very weird goblins are generally um uh, very deep in their own communities because they hunt together they uh battle together they do all of these things together they're tribal yes yes that's the word i was looking for they're very tribal and they very they are um generally very greedy and uh i think i'm trying to to keep a little bit of the goblin greed in max but um but yeah max is a good goblin so, Jason, how did Max get this way? Because he wasn't born a good goblin, was he? No, no. So, Max, uh, the the backstory that I wrote for Max was that he was part of the Waterdeep underground, the you know the the sort of seedy underbelly of Waterdeep. He was um, used as a courier for different gangs inside Waterdeep. The Xanathar gang, um, you know, like uh, with Waterdeep Dragon Heist just coming out, like there's there's all of these different factions that are in Waterdeep and he was a courier. So he was doing whatever he could to earn some coin and um, in the pursuit of that, he was able to, he made a delivery to a wizard. This wizard uh, understood that Max liked to gamble and um, offered him a card game. That card game just happened to be the deck of many things. And um, the real question is whether the wizard stacked the deck to give him the balance card or if it was just fate. And um, so Max pulled the balance card from the deck of many things, which flips your alignment. So he flipped from neutral evil to neutral good and, um, in doing that, it kind of changed his personality. Uh, I think I took a little bit of a, a little bit of liberty with what the card does from the deck of many things, but um, uh, 
for me, it made Max less tribal, um, less reliant on the rest of his evil goblin family and friends, and uh, it made him strike out on his own and want to do some good in Waterdeep. Yeah, so to provide some background uh, to our listeners on the deck of many things, this is an item within Dungeons & Dragons uh, that is sometimes referred to as the worst thing in the world for a dungeon master. (laughs) I love it. The reason it's the worst thing in the world is because it is a it's a full deck of cards and each card uh, performs a different thing. Sometimes you get a wish. Sometimes you get a castle and sometimes a demon emerges from hell and hunts you down to take your soul. So there's all these sort of considerations with the deck of many things that you have to make sort of on the spot as the dungeon master. Um, I think this is a really uh, novel use for the deck. Uh, I, I haven't seen it quite like this. And I love it that it's part of your backstory that I don't have to deal with any of that. It's just all happening now, and it's it's basically already done. I like that a lot. Yeah, I there is a really awesome video by Matthew Colville, uh, who is a fantastic YouTube DM, I guess is the right word to say it. Um, but he did a video all about the deck of many things and ways to use it in your campaign and ways to make it work for you as the DM. And um, I used some of his tips and tricks about the deck of many things in my last campaign that I was DMing. And uh, it worked out really well. Um, I used a deck of tarot cards as my deck and kind of tweaked it from there. Well, I, I refuse to believe that it can be used effectively during a campaign, but <laughs> I will have to check that video out. Let's get back to Goblins, because I have seen parts of all the Hobbit movies. And in those parts, the Goblins are really bad. Uh, how does that compare to Goblins as they appear in Dungeons & Dragons? Well, D&D Goblins, it depends on, it depends on which... Uh, I guess which way you're looking, right? Like for the most part, D&D goblins are used as very early antagonists along with kobolds. Um, They're low level. They, uh, you can throw a lot of goblins at a party, like a first level party, so that it seems you can build these big epic battle scenes with a lot of enemies and they go down really easy because they're, they're relatively easy to hit and um, they have relatively low hit points. And so um, it's all about creating the atmosphere of these dark, you know, like these small green enemies that are generally hiding in caves, waiting for you to come in so that they can ambush you. And, uh, you know, like goblins are the first, they are the first enemy that you face when you're playing the starter set and you're running Lost Minds of Fandelver. Um, that first encounter is a goblin ambush on the high road and uh, it's super fun. And then you, you follow them back and you, you get into this goblin cave and uh, goblins are very good at uh, keeping distance. Um, one of the cool features about goblins is that they have nimble escape. And uh, now Max is a rogue and rogues have cunning action. So nimble escape and cunning action kind of um, are redundant to each other. But it makes it to where you, as you are playing a goblin, you can attack, you can move, and then you can use this feature to hide. And um, it means that they're always attacking with advantage 
and they're incredibly difficult to to kind of get a hold of unless you're right up on them. And uh, so I, I think that they're incredibly fun. Um, I enjoy Critical Role very much, and uh, Sam's character from season two is not the goblin, and she is a goblin um, arcane trickster rogue. So she's a rogue. She is also uh, got some wizardy action going on, and uh, I don't. I don't know that they have come out and explained how she is playing with all of these good aligned characters. Cause I don't think that they have talked about what her alignment is, but um, seeing Sam play a goblin was, uh, was really cool. And it, and it kind of uh, helped me make my decision on which way I wanted to go with, with my goblin character. Now, Jason, in real life, you are a very tall boy. <laughs> yes, I'm six foot five. And goblins, Max is a very short boy. Right. Does the does the shortness of goblins does that appeal to you? Or, uh, I mean, I would I would have anticipated having met you that you would be playing six foot five barbarian characters. Is is the the different nature of goblins uh, part of what attracts you to that race? Um, no, not necessarily. I. Because when I, I don't know, when I'm playing Max and when we're, we're in the middle of a session, I'm never thinking about how tall he is. I guess I'm just, I'm kind of going at it from the investigator viewpoint. Um, most of the other characters that I have played in my D&D career have been roughly my size. You know, like D&D is always a self-insert in some way or another. And um, like in my Tomb of Annihilation campaign that I'm playing with Chris, uh, uh, Gilly Goodnight is our DM. I play a Furbolg and Furbolgs are kind of half giant, half elf. And so he's very tall. He's almost eight feet tall. And, um, uh, Furbolgs, another wildly popular race now, thanks to critical role. Um, and, uh, so I don't know. I, I kind of try to keep in mind where his eye line is when we're having conversations or when we're doing things um, like our last session, which I won't talk about because it's kind of a spoiler. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like it because he's small and he's nimble and he's, and he's a goblin, but I don't necessarily think that it's because of his height. So Max has now started the Waterdeep detective agency and, uh, some might say the first real detective agency in other, in Waterdeep, uh, while others might point to uh, detective characters from the Dungeons and Dragons lore of old. Right. Uh, but what does the future hold for Max? What do you want for this character moving forward? Let's say you're able to uncover the the murderer of Gruck and Axe Haft and solve this mystery. Uh, what's next? For Maximilian Murphy. I want a um, CBS primetime style Magnum PI montage of all of the, and not current reboot mon Magnum PI with no mustache. I'm talking about Tom Selleck from the 80s Magnum PI um, of Max and his team. Because despite the fact that Max is trying to separate himself from the tribalism and the, the group think of the standard evil goblin, he has surrounded himself with his new 
uh, maybe tribe is the wrong word, but his new little family with the, with the agency. And so I think it's a, a, a big montage of Max going around and helping solve different mysteries and um, different things that the city watch slash police force of Waterdeep either doesn't have time or doesn't care to do. Well, there you have it, folks. That's Maximilian Murphy and Jason Burroughs uh, dropping some goblin knowledge <laughs> into the podcast world. Uh, we're going to be doing this show in our off weeks moving forward. So if there's another topic that you'd be interested in having us explain, uh, please let us know. We'll uh, we'll um, throw together another show around you know anything popularly requested. Uh, and until then, uh, you just have to wait a little bit longer for the next episode of Deep Trouble. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, everybody.